Hi, Do That Well listeners. This is Karen. We are pulling another episode from our archives. And this one in particular actually is one of the top five that had the most impact on me personally. As we were studying it and researching it, I learned so much. And what a relief. Did you know that every single person on this planet gossips? We all do it. So have a listen, find out what it's all about, why we do it, to just be a little more mindful, a little more self-aware, to try to avoid gossiping. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. (laughs) Got to switch it up. Uh, Okay. So I read an article and what's fun is the article I want is, I know it's going to help me be a better coach because it's a topic I'm not super great at coaching in, uh, but I want to learn how to be better at it. At the same time, it also confronts me and helps me see areas where I can improve. So it's a win-win either way. So the the article, which got us talking for this episode, the article is from Harvard Business Review, and its title is Stop Complaining About Your Colleagues Behind Their Backs. (laughs) And um, it is, and as you read their article, and I really enjoyed it actually, um, gossip, and that's what we're just going to go straight to gossip. Gossip is, we're all guilty. We are all guilty of gossip. And this article breaks it down a bit more and helps us understand why we can say we're all guilty and what can we do about it. And it gives some really good tools. So we'll do our best to remember to put the link in the, in the blurb. So that's what all I wanted to say to kick us off. Gossip. Gossip. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah, we, we've all gossiped at some point in time. So this, this is a good episode for all of us. So what is gossip? Well, gossip is if a person isn't present to provide personal feedback and you're talking about them, that's gossip. It's gossip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why do we gossip? We gossip for social connection. We uh, tend to do that towards members of our own group with our gossip. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's evidence to confirm our own beliefs. We gossip for the satisfaction of being right. There is a confirmation bias element in gossip, which Mm -hmm. we will touch on more in a moment. (laughs) Uh, There's a flood of adrenaline and dopamine that comes from the satisfaction of being right, which is another reason we'll gossip and why it is so addictive, Mm -hmm. gossip. It is. It's strange, isn't it, that gossip is addicting? Yeah. It's a drug. I know. (laughs) Which makes sense why we can all struggle with it. Oh, there we go. The other thing I thought was interesting is it says, you know, you know, you know, you're gossiping. If you make an inquiry to somebody else, uh, it's either a negative inquiry or a challenging experience. And the, you're, you're talking, you, you make the inquiry to somebody else about a third party. So, you know, you're gossiping as soon as you go to somebody else 
to talk to them about a third party who's not in the room. You've just entered gossip. Mm -hmm. Or if another individual comes to you as for an inquiry and the third person, the person you're talking about is not in the conversation to give their own feedback, to give perspective, to give a point of view, then we have entered gossip. And I think what happens is we, we confuse gossip with venting mm -hmm. con and confiding in somebody and blowing off steam. And so we found these other languages that can make us go, well, that's not really gossip. I, I mean, you're my really close friend and I trust you and I'm, I'm confiding you. But it is gossip. If the third person's not there, the person you're talking about is not there, you've entered gossip. It's that easy. Simple. <laughs> it is. And so... <laughs> Just to complicate things more right off the bat here, I do have a question for us, Karen, because I agree. I think it is that simple. However, do does venting exist then? Does venting or getting things off your chest, is that something that actually exists? Is that a real thing? Is there an element that puts us into that bucket instead of it just being gossip? Or is it... Mure, is it purely just that that's a fancy word that we like to put on gossip to make ourselves feel better about it? I, I, okay, I, I think it is to make ourselves feel better. I think it's a form of making ourselves feel better in the moment. Um, I, I do have like, I think because we're all going to gossip, okay, we are going to gossip. I think there's things we can do to minimize gossip as much as possible. And I think one of them is only have one or two people that you would discuss with and keep it in an inner tight circle. And that those two people are people that are going to really speak into you. They're going to be there to support you. You know, they're going to be there to help you solve it and things like that. But I think it's when we start adding more people to the list. See, I'm justifying now. That's not good because <laughs> gossip technically, <laughs> gossip is when two people are talking about another person who's not there to give right. an opinion, give feedback. So that's, and that's why uh, I wanted to ask that hard hitting question, you know, I think it's just gossip, Brenda. I think that's, I don't think that's a truth that any of us want to hear, but I, I think it is the real I think, truth. I think, I think so too. And what, what do we think of this? What about if I come to you because I want to vent Mm -hmm. What if I focus on how I feel? Yes. And I don't necessarily name another person. What if I say I had an interaction with someone I know and this happened and now I'm really feeling this way and I want to talk to you about how it affected me. Am I gossiping? Mm. And you're not, you're not even mentioning the person's name? Not if I mention their name. If I just yeah. say I have a friend or I had this interaction and it really left me feeling this way. I'd, I think that's safe. I think you're, we're getting closer to non-gossip. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I so do. we're going to dive further into all of this, yeah. but just to give the audience yeah. a taste of where we're headed, <laughs> we're drawing some hard lines here and we're yeah. saying that you're gossiping. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to our club. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's do a few more of the pain, like the downfall of gossiping, but then let's spend the rest of the time really talking about how do we make the best of this messy thing called yeah. gossip. Okay, the, the other thing I, I found out um, and is that in our brain, a physical pain or emotional pain 
gets processed in the same area of the brain. So if you get hurt, I thought, it's, I thought, well, this is wild. But if you get hurt by knowing someone's gossiping about you, it is similar in your brain as someone punching you in the gut. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, wow. And but think about the impact it has when you know you've been the subject of gossip, doesn't it? It does mess you up. It does mm-hmm. affect your stomach, most, most of us. So I thought, well, wow, talk about an interesting al- uh, analogy. So, so we, yeah, why? I really like that visual as well because I think yes. that, that is a really nice way that we can try to avoid gossip. If you think about it, yes, wow, you're not right. gossiping about this person. Every time you go to gossip about someone, you're actually punching them in the stomach. <laughs> go, Brenda, drive it home. You know, right. you need to stop being around the bush, Brenda. You need to just <laughs> say what you think. <laughs> Like you're not, not only are you saying mean things about them, like you are physically harming them. <laughs> Stop gossiping. For those of you who are on video watching this, you're, it's, you're, that was very dramatic. That was very good. <laughs> you, you got all like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> serious about this. No, this is good. We're going to provoke each other to not gossip. To do life well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, let's talk a little bit more about the pain points, though, of gossip. Um, Gossip, I mean, it hurts people's feelings. It's hurtful. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there's a a physical element to it for those of us that tend to really feel our emotions in a physical way. But beyond Mm -hmm. that, it's – it is – it hurts people's feelings. It can erode trust with people. Um, if I'm always coming to you, Karen, and I'm always gossiping, you're probably thinking, well, Brenda's gossiping about all these people. <laughs> what did she say about me when I'm not around? It's true. Yeah. You yes. know, that, that erodes trust. It erodes it trust between the people that you're gossiping about, but it also just erodes trust with the people that you're gossiping to. Like mm-hmm. now they're going to have an air of suspicion about the things that you say, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it is the thing with gossip too, that social aspect is um, sometimes it bonds people together because they both hold the same view and experience about negative view and experience about another person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that friendship can last that if you if you are good friends with somebody because you both hold the same view and experience a negative view and experience about somebody else and your friendship becomes is formed out of that. I don't know if those friendships have a long lasting sustainability to them because they're not based. They're not based in something good. They're based in somebody else's bad. Right. So that's the other thing. It, it does erode friendships even the two people who are sharing the same, the same opinion. Right. Yeah. For me, the ones that got me is, and you know it, but reading the article makes you go, oh man, it affects reputation and people's credibility mm-hmm. and, and the workplace you think, ah, oh, like it really does negatively, negatively impact the other person's reputation and credibility. Some people have actually quit jobs because of gossip. Mm-hmm. because there was no point of re- like they couldn't restore they were so uh excluded and so removed or so looked down at it they couldn't recover and so they had to eventually eventually move to a different company right so you also make me think about when we recently had our conversation about confrontation and how when we avoid confrontation that's actually a less mature thing to do right so 
going into confrontation is the more mature thing to do. And when I think about that in terms of gossip, like gossip is this immature act. And so from that, you're going to have other, you know, (laughs) it is just like a less mature thing to do. Being able to confront that person directly or being Mm -hmm. able to talk to them Mm -hmm. is going to yield a better result. And when you talked a moment ago about damaging reputations, I think that's so strong. And it makes me think about uh, children even and how when you're younger, gossip is so much more rampant because, again, it is this immature act. So when you're a younger person, you're gossiping so much and the ways that it will damage people's Mm -hmm. reputations. and, Mm -hmm. And that informs so much else about like your learning experience and your growth as as a kid. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. my mind just went to kids. It's true because (laughs) if you look at that's that's such a good point, because I did actually read an article that I didn't put as as a resource. And and uh, the writer went through the stages of gossip from a child in uh, primary school to middle school to junior high to high school to adults to mothers to fathers to parents to like it went just it went through like what does gossip look like and it also talked about the subtleties of gossip and there was another article that talked about the cleverness of gossip like you can actually gossip and get away with it if you just know how to do it really really well (laughs) and so I thought like you're right like there's a lot there can be trauma associated with gossip for children and it's it could affect their developmental stages. So it is true. It's not yeah, it's not the best. It's no. not a good idea. It's not a good idea. No. So that's one of the extreme ways in which gossip is bad. But my mind just went there for a moment because I do think if you're sitting here as an adult thinking, well, I never gossip or it's yeah. not that bad. Like, well, yeah. no, it is that bad. Like, yeah. you know, uh, to real quick tangent sharing story. I actually personally, when I was in seventh grade, hmm. um, no, it wasn't in seventh grade. It was a little older. High school sometime. I actually left school for an entire half a year because there were these rumors that were happening that like had no truth to them whatsoever, but I totally lost my credibility like as a kid. And I was bullied so intensely that I actually left school for half a year. So that is like what gossip can do to little kids. Yes. Don't gossip. So like, like almost like a, in in adult terms, it'd be a medical leave. Right. Yeah. So you emotionally could not go to school. Yeah. It was making me physically sick. I was being punched Mm -hmm. in the gut every day. Oh, I see. So just a, a, a little short sharing yeah, moment for that's you an <laughs> That's an important because it does your, I really appreciate you saying how early it starts. No wonder why this is such a great topic for today because it, it starts at, in the youngest of ages. And, and, it, and then you look at parenting and how parents are affected when their child is being gossiped about. Like you can't, I'm, I'm, I, would, I'm, I wonder what your mom and dad were going through. Right. Like you would never know that because that's not something they would have shown you, but you know, that just felt like a punch in the stomach for them. Right. And this is, you know, be confusing to them. Little kids that are just venting or gossiping or they're, they're trying to create community at 100%. They were trying to create community. I was just on the short end of the stick. Yes. (laughs) And do you know, I'm glad you said, because that's another downfall. And I know we were alluding to it. Um, It strengthens bonds in to be part of a club. So sometimes the the person the, it's at the, it's at one person's expense, but it creates a bond, and so that bond has a falseness of community 
because it's a form of bond. The other thing it does is it also has a falseness, falseness of vulnerability. Because if I'm going to confine you, hey, I got to tell you about something that was so really upset me. <gasps> what? Like, and that gossip thing sounds like you're vulnerable. Right. Sounds like you're needing. And so it builds trust, false trust and a false bond. False community, oh. false bond, false trust. So, yeah. Yeah. Mind blowing. Okay. No, so- it is. This is so good, Brenda. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. ugh, <laughs> very sad. I don't like that. Mm. Okay. It, you know, it happens, but mm-hmm. I am here to say that I got past yeah, it. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. We, I know we're sensitive on time and yes. we, we want to spend all about yes. how you can turn okay. this around. <laughs> okay. So we're not going to gossip. How do there. We, how we're do we in. Bye. <laughs> we're, we're just, <laughs> gossip is no longer no vocabulary, but here's how you're going to get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's how you're going to help yourself say that truthfully. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so the first one is just say it. Just say you're gossiping if you're gossiping. Yeah. If you're gossiping, call it gossip. Name it. Don't try and put a pretty word on it. Don't call it blowing <laughs> off steam. Don't call it venting. You know, if if you're not trying to find an actual solution, if you're not trying to find your way to a confrontation, how you're going to confront that's not a word (laughs) are you going to confront somebody uh then you're just gossiping so and i want to go back to the venting because i was trying to say earlier did come out quite right (laughs) so i'll tell you what Corey and i do so on the venting thing so and i do this in coaching too it's not about that person's name it's about a type of person that has pushed my buttons and i'm venting because it's a learning opportunity for me so when I vent, I'm I'm take I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to learn and grow from it. So it doesn't become about an attack on them. It's the, so it's really not about them. It's about a type of person that pushes my buttons, mm. and I've got to learn how to build harmony and how to build rapport and how to build connection. So when Corey and I talk, we always try to figure out where we're supposed to learn from it. So as soon as we're done venting, it's like okay. So what are we supposed to learn? Like, what's our takeaway? How do we make, how do we build a bridge? How do we, you know, so that's what I meant about the venting. That's the only time I could see, unless you disagree. So please push holes in this. I think that's a good time to vent is when you're actually going to have an actionable item. You're going to say, okay, from this now, how do I, how do I have a better relationship with the person? Well, I like that because that's similar to what I was tossing out earlier, this idea of what if you do it in a way where you're really focusing on yourself? Yeah. So, yeah. and again, you could go as so far as to not even name the name or not. Yeah, even, like that. You know. Because it really can, isn't about the name Or you can anymore. make a hypothetical. Say someone did this. You, <laughs> in your mind, you know that that thing actually happened. But if you're talking yeah. to someone else about it, you could say, what if this happened? I felt I feel this way about it. Like, what do you think? Or what's my takeaway? What what am I doing wrong in this situation? Or not wrong necessarily, but what could I change to mm-hmm. yield a different result? Why is this upsetting me so much? Why am I allowing this to get under my skin? Like right. all that self growth from it. Yeah. Right. So really focusing on the the emotional aspects or the aspects that have to do with yourself mm-hmm. versus just talking about the ways in which the other person bothered you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another one that I like to do in coaching 
And again, I want to also practice. I don't want to just be coaching. I want this to be part of my life too. So um, is I find the gold. So find the gold in the individual and throw away everything else. Just focus on the gold nuggets. And if you can only come up with one gold nugget, then focus on the one gold nugget and have compassion or have patience or it's not my problem. The rest isn't for mine to carry. You know, I it's whatever it is, but really try to, what is the one thing that you can appreciate about the person that's going to help you just redirect your thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, so I like doing that one. It helps people to kind of get a better, maybe a, a healthier perspective on the whole thing. Right. Why is that so difficult for us? Because I agree. I think that it's good if we can find the gold, find the nugget, find the the thing that was positive and just, can you just let the rest roll off your back mm-hmm. or say it doesn't need to concern me today or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But that is difficult for us, isn't it? I mm-hmm. think we have this tendency to really want to dwell on the negative. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I know for me, as, as soon as my emotions are impacted, all the tools and resources and skills and <laughs> they go out the window. So I know that once I'm feeling something, if I'm feeling hurt or it's hard to say that, it's easier to just be frustrated than to go, wow, that really hurt me. And I think that's a harder statement than to go, what is their problem? That's just a funner statement to say. <laughs> but you know, I think it's our emotions. Once our emotions are there, it's, it's just harder. It's harder not to gossip. You want to get, you want people to come around you, agree with you and are on your side and it makes you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is it, it, similar to confrontation again, that you want to make sure that your emotions are regulated before you yeah, attempt to bring it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why like earlier about if you were to vent, there really shouldn't be more than one or two people because you're trying not to gossip. Like you're really reaching out so they can guide you or they can coach you or they can help you come up with, which I want to tell you something that I love that they said here um, that triggered this. So those one or two people, it's called pivoting. Did you say that already? The pivot? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the other thing they talk about is pivoting and that is pivoting is coaching brainstorming or problem solving. So when you're going to somebody, that is the result of that conversation. So if you're going to speak about somebody else who isn't present to give their feedback, their perspective, their point of view, their insights, they're not there, then the role of that conversation is to go from that venting to a coaching opportunity, which is personal excellence, brainstorming opportunity or problem solving. And the writer said, uh, problem solving, not problem confirming. So gossip is problem problem confirming, but a conversation that's really going to help you grow is problem solving. Mm-hmm. So that was another pivoting. I like that. I like that. That mm-hmm. is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one from our readings yes. uh, is the the tell me first policy, and I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's this idea of if you hear someone gossiping or if you know that perhaps there are some words being said or you anticipate that they are being said about you to say, 
hey, you know, you can always come to me. If, if you have, if there's something I've done, if I've bothered you or whatever it may be, I'm like, my door's always open. You can always come talk to me. Like I always want to hear your feedback or whatever that looks like in your own language, but really making it known to the people around you that you are open to have discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also it's practicing a culture with that. Like if you, if you're somebody that wants tell me first, then practice tell me first as role model it. Right. Let the people know, like, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Remember when I told you I'm a tell me first policy? I'm okay. Here it is. I got to tell you something. I'm going to tell you first because I'd want you to do it back to me. Right. So you practice it. And because to assume that people know how to do it, they may not know how to do it. And, they, you, and if you know how to do it, then, man, people could really grow from you and from your example. Mm-hmm. This is where practicing confrontation comes in handy. <laughs> we didn't even mean to piggyback this episode know, off the other one so, so nicely, but they are so yes. closely related. <laughs> yes, so good. Uh, so another thing is ask ask yourself, why do you need confirmation of someone else's behavior? You know, is it because you need to file a report with HR? Is it to help you understand how you might be contributing to the problem? Is it to brainstorm? So going back to that pivoting that you were saying, mm-hmm. but really asking yourself, like, what what's my end result? What, why, why do I want to gossip right now? Like, mm-hmm. why do I feel that I need to take this to someone else to be you know, to receive confirmation right now. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's, you know, if you listen to our podcast, you know that I'm a big fan of asking yourselves questions before you take Mm -hmm. action. Yes, (laughs) That's like my go-to with most things. Like what, what do I need to ask myself before I act on this? Mm -hmm. And I think in this scenario, in the scenario of gossiping, that's again, another important thing to do is really ask yourself, well, why why am I gossiping? Why do I need this confirmation? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the reason here? Mm-hmm. What a word, confirmation. I need to be confirmed that my negative view of this person is right. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty. We're, oh, I've done it. I, 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 there'd be, I'd be a total hypocrite and liar if I didn't do it. What is it? Why does that feeling feel so good? And I think it goes back to the adrenaline that we get. Mm. And I think that's what happens is it's actually a chemical in our brain that it's a temporary. Oh, and that was what they said. They said, imagine if you got a big chocolate cake and it was so good and you just ate it and ate it and ate it and it was just yummy, yummy, yummy. You just kept eating and eating and you had no limit to it. The next day you'd feel horrible. And that's the same thing that gossip, gossip has that same impact as eating a lot of cake and then your body feels terrible after. It's the same thing. So there's a chemical that it that it 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 releases that if I can if you confirm that I'm right about this negative thought I'm having it's like eating chocolate cake too much chocolate cake so in the moment you're gonna feel amazing and then later you don't feel so good about it when you think back on it it's like oh, I shouldn't I don't think I should have said that to that person yeah, and there's a level of maturity like you said earlier in this episode you said like there's a level of maturity when you don't gossip and that's what we're calling all of us. To, to join on this new, you know, this new quest to, to really grow our maturity, our emotional maturity, our relational maturity with people. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I think the one that I can see myself very easily starting to add to my repertoire is uh, the first one that we mentioned, just naming it, just naming mm-hmm. gossip. 
Mm -hmm. So I think it's okay, even if it's in the moment, let's say you've already started gossiping, you're doing the thing and you realize, oh, oh, I'm gossiping. So rather than wait for that next day where the feeling is set in, just in that moment, say, this is gossip. I'm gossiping, aren't I? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to reel it in. Like I I need to stop gossiping. It's okay to admit that you're doing something wrong, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I like that one because I think that that's a really – and that also helps, you know, normalize this culture of feedback. And, mm-hmm. and it also is another way in which you're saying that you would rather people just talk to you. So just naming that you're gossiping in the moment or recognizing it when you're doing it, it, it kind of ticks off some of those other boxes too, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what mine is? I, I, I think – the next time I'm going to say, this is going to, this is melodramatic, but I, I think it will really like, it'll really jolt me. I'm going to say to myself, okay, you're about to ruin someone's reputation, credibility, go. <laughs> like, you know, like, how, how much do you really want to say this? How, <laughs> you know, like that <laughs> thing of this is, this is going to, you're about to punch someone in the gut, go do go, go ahead. Like, no, shush. <laughs> I think if I can see it as that, like the negative, what, the, what it really does. Right. You know, I think that's going to be an inspiration for me, a motivation for me to be really careful. Because uh, it's also participating. Mm-hmm. See, it's not about initiating all the time. Right. So you're still equally responsible if you're participating or listening and that one is a harder that I think personally that that's a, a little bit of a harder one to to navigate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think it can be trickier if you're on the receiving end and you recognize it as gossip. I, so I like what you just said. I think if you can throw out an extreme example, but in a playful way, <laughs> I think that can be a really nice, like playful way. To be like, okay, like I don't know, Karen, is this gossip? Are you gossiping? <laughs> Are you punching them in the stomach right now? You know, like, I think there can be a way that as the receivee of gossip that, that you could gently poke fun or, or bring some levity in a, in a way that's still letting that person know that they are gossiping. Uh, A friend of mine, I overheard him having a conversation and I was really interested in what he said. He said, um, Oh, I have heard that before. I personally really like them. Mm. So in the gossip moment, I heard that before, but I personally really like them. You're not shaming the person. You're not there to be the gossip police and, you know, <laughs> give us handing out tickets, but you can still turn it. So I'm, I don't want to participate in this. So I'm going to shut down, but not, I don't need to shut you down. So that might be a really good way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I know <laughs> one more. Uh, I know that we've talked about this in the past in other episodes, but this idea of even asking the person, well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a really good one to come back to as well. To, you know, if somebody's bringing gossip to you, because you can start to guide them into that place of trying to make it more self focused for themselves. So mm-hmm. rather than saying, like, oh no, and then what did they say? And then what did they do? Tell me more about that. You can say, mm. oh, well, how did that make you feel? Do you want to, are you going to talk to them about it? What, 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 what do you think you might mm. say? And start asking them questions that are going to get them to focus more on their own 
like reflective, you know, reflection of themselves and, mm-hmm. as well as starting to get them into this mindset of problem solving and, and what's going, what can I do with this now? There's, we're going to be mature. We're going to figure out how to do this in a really amazing, mature, life-giving way. That's exactly. what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to be mature. We're going to stop punching people in the gut. <laughs> we're going to stop gossiping. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Well, that is the end of our time. Uh, as always on Do That Well, we like to go deep in a short amount of time. So <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed having this conversation on gossip with us, listening to our conversation on gossip. <laughs> Something's wrong in that, isn't it? <laughs> I know, I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to say, but thank you all for listening. <laughs> and we will be back next week with a new topic on Do That Well. <laughs>